What does the raven think of me as it flies overhead and sees me sitting on an overturned bucket on a frozen pond, sipping tea and staring into a hole I drilled through the ice? Welcome to The Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. One of the things that most draws me into a northern winter is quiet solitude. After the rushed pace of a spring, summer, and fall, over-brimming with garden planting, tending, and putting up vegetables amid a laundry list of building projects, adventures, vacations, and the like, all with a near-constant backdrop of leaves rustling, birds singing, and water flowing, winter feels like well-deserved tranquility. One of my favorite things to do is go for a walk at night in a snowstorm. Not the 40-mile-per-hour gust, lean-into-the-wind, sleet-stinging-your-face kind of snowstorm, but the kind that comes with a steady accumulation of inches of light snow per hour with little or no wind. On these walks, I often will pause, lower my hood and remove my hat, still my body, and just listen. At first, all seems quiet. But then, as I get used to the cacophony of silence— my ears begin detecting the almost imperceptible sound of snowflakes alighting on snowflakes. A sound so quiet that I often wonder if I'm actually hearing it at all. The loudness of winter is usually something deep and probably has something to do with frozen water. And perhaps no winter noises are quite as peculiar as those produced on a frozen lake or pond. There are two unusual ice noises that come to mind. One I first experienced as a middle schooler when ice skating at night during a full moon. The ice made deep groans and growls across the lake that both sounded like they were coming from all around me and from within me. The second peculiar sound I first encountered when going on an early winter hike by a freshly frozen pond. I wanted to check the ice thickness and looked around for a rock, but only found a red oak acorn. I tossed the acorn onto the ice, and it made a fantastic alien noise as it bounced across the frozen surface. Water certainly is a peculiar substance, which probably has something to do with the unusual nature of ice. Due to the bent shape of the molecules, picture Mickey Mouse's head with two hydrogen ears and one oxygen face, there is a slight electrical charge which causes all the molecules to align in a particular way when water changes phase from liquid to solid ice, not only creating crystals, but creating a crystalline matrix which is actually less dense than liquid water. A highly unusual property, and the one that is responsible for why ponds freeze from the top down and make the noises they do. So let's understand these two ice noises, which actually go hand in hand. The layer of ice across a frozen pond essentially acts like the taut skin of a drumhead, allowing sounds to reverberate through and across it. In the case of the acorn making otherworldly noises as it bounced across the thin ice, the acorn was acting like a drumstick, and the frozen pond reverberated and amplified that sound. In the case of the deep moaning and groaning ice makes, especially at dawn and dusk as the temperature is dramatically changing with the rising and setting of the sun, that sound is caused by the expansion and contraction of the ice, which can cause fractures, pressure ridges, and can cause different layers of the ice to grind against one another. The massive weight and size of these ice sheets cause these noises to be incredibly deep and acoustic. 
But what is perhaps the most unusual feature of both these noises is the quality of the noise. Whether high-pitched like the acorn bouncing, or deep and eerie like a lake moaning, both sounds seem to descend in pitch as we hear them. They start off with an initial higher note and slide into a lower one. When a sound is made, there are many different wavelengths created simultaneously. When that sound travels through air, all those different wavelengths travel more or less together and reach our ears at the same time. When sound travels through ice, the wavelengths are pulled apart in a process called acoustic dispersion and travel at different speeds with the higher pitches traveling fastest and the lower pitches traveling slowest. Thus, in both cases of the high-pitch acorn bounce and low-pitch groaning, those sounds take on a futuristic laser blaster from a film like Star Wars. But why a blaster? Well, ice isn't the only substance that causes acoustic dispersion, and sound effects specialists took advantage of that phenomenon in other substances when they originally created a laser blaster noise for the movies and the sound stuck. Go figure. So this weekend, whether you are out on a hike by a lake or taking advantage of free fishing weekend to try out some ice fishing, be sure to take a quiet pause and just listen to the stillness of the winter world. Perhaps if you are lucky, you will hear an ethereal choir of ice. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology. (laughs) ¶¶